Hey guys, real quick, so the audio for this got kind of jacked up because of technical issues on our end with the interface. We had Travis Wyman in studio, aka my garage. Uh, after the fact, I listened to the audio and it wasn't right, so thankfully our buddy Chris Sexton came through and fixed the audio for us, so it may be a little hard to hear sometimes still, but it's the best we got, so thank you Chris of Guy Serpents. Check them out. Enjoy the show. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Brass with Longleaf Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Word. Well, this is episode 155 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Jacob Browse with Longleaf Reptilia. Uh, this show is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you need a rack, if you need a cage, they're the people to talk to. Best of the best, one-stop shop, boy. Jake was just playing with the XR20 when he got here. Earlier. Yeah, it's a fantastic rack. Can't wait to set mine up. And he was admiring the BioG's. Yeah, the rhinos in them. That thing's looking so good all lit up, man. Especially with the rhinos all out and the he, green tree perching out, man. He it's, got proof of of life on the Ackies. Yeah, he finally pulled out an Ackie for me, so now I know they actually exist. Poor Marv. I also like, found out you don't him. you don't know how to handle them either. <laughs> Marv was dead asleep under the uh, the dig box, and so I was like, "Yeah, check it out." So that's I figured out, and I'm actually thinking that might be the trick. Is like grab them while they're sleeping <laughs> and then they wake up and they realize you're holding them. There's nothing they can do about it. And so they just kind of, they have to just get used to it. They just have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they are real. Jake now can, can vouch for it. Well, at least I know you have one. The other one's in there. I don't even know where she was at. I didn't see her, but she's in there. Um, so blackboxcages.com and then Steve snakes are in his venom hot sauce. You know you need it. You know you want it. Cottonmouth sauce. Mm. Where's that? That's where it's at. Get you some tacos. Get you some chips. Have a grand old time. Or be like Jeff and Kendra and just get all of them. Just eat them all. All day. And then try them all together. And if you get his hot sauce, you are helping him with public outreach, public education, rehabilitation. Um, I think I'm forgetting something. He has a collection of animals that he... Uh, yeah. He takes care of and helps and uses yeah. for the public education. So he also takes in a lot of rescues. So yes. that's, he's always got stuff coming in from people with un who have unwanted animals. So anything you can, anything you can do to support him is always, no matter what it's going towards, going towards a good thing with what he's doing. And uh, yeah, you get his hot yeah. sauce, you're helping him out. Yeah. You get some really good hot sauce. It's a win-win. And it's even, We've mentioned it before. It's almost more of like a collector's item yeah. too. Like if you're not a hot sauce eater, it's still cool to have the the bottles with the yeah. different snakes and stuff. They on got them. Little, they got a little picture on every one of them. So yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, but this episode, this is different. So we, this is Dominique DeFalco was the first like in-house guest we've had, but this is a first for Jake and yeah. sort of. If I want to say the episode we did with Dom was actually a snakes and stogies episode that. Phil was involved in, but um, Travis is not in his head like that's what happened. I can't keep up, but um, I remember it because you gave her a stove yeah. and she took like one hit off of it. 
<laughs> yeah, that was when we had the nice. we had like a table. I had a kitchen table right there. Mm. And um yeah, she was in town, so we just did like an impromptu episode. I did give her a cigar because mm-hmm. she was like, I want to try one. I was like, okay, cool. So didn't get anything like super expensive or anything like that. Cause most of the time when people want a cigar, they don't really smoke. It's fair to say they're probably not going to finish it yeah. or something's going to happen to it. So she got a brick house, which is still a good cigar. But yeah. So this would be our first live THP guest then or in person, yes, in person, th- in person THP, THP guest. Yes. And it is our buddy, Dr. Travis Wyman, who was, here <laughs> say so we can turn jake can turn you want to turn that a little bit i don't know if this i wasn't even planning on putting this up like video wise but this will work out yeah yeah there he is so he's down visiting on vacation uh and since he was in the area we were like dude you gotta you gotta we gotta do a show. Do an episode, man. We were a little, little uh, disoriented at first. Why didn't we set this up before you got here? Because I thought it would be as easy with GarageBand as just setting it up and going. I didn't know there'd be the whole thing with like outputs and stuff like that. So I just. You always have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I do. <laughs> Most of the time. And as the person who sets everything up every week anyways. Oh, come on. It's it's set up. All you do is turn on your computer. You got to plug things into the USB ports and the headphones. Yeah, machines. well, I'm the guy that's got to drive 30 minutes here and 30 minutes back. So use but time. I use gas. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> What's happening? What's up, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> Just a fun day. Another fun day. How was your visit to the lovely, lovely South Carolina Low Country been? It's been, you know, all right. Just I feel like Hilton Head almost doesn't count because it's just chaos. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is chaos, and it's there's no straight line to get anywhere. Like, no, no. The, the place where we're staying, just to get out of like the little neighborhood there, takes like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because like. Like the the main road is literally like I can walk to it faster mm. than I can <laughs> my way out of there. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no straight ways around there. No, that's and, what. <clears throat> you know, having lived in Atlanta, I know the whole Southern hospitality thing. I guess Hilton Head is just entirely too much of a tourist trap area because there's no such thing as Southern hospitality there. Mm-hmm. It's we, it's a yeah. subdivision of Ohio yeah. is what we call it because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like believe, yeah. the way we have stickers that literally say "not from Ohio." On it. Well, say yeah. I have one on a rack somewhere. Yeah, it's not that rack. Must be another one. But yep, it's right there next to the, uh, the "fuck white supremacy" sticker that <laughs> I don't know how I got it with the Conixus <laughs> tortoises getting it on. <laughs> Um, yeah, Ohio's just got a lot of. I mean, Ohio Hilton Head has a lot of people from Ohio, New York, a lot of. A lot of people from the oh, it's got these massive subdivisions areas. that are just huge, yeah. and it's it's it is that it's like you can't you can't get out of them quickly. So if, no. like, that's why I'm so glad I don't live there because hurricane season with evacuations and stuff. There's one way on that island and one way off, and it's that bridge. Mm. And I don't even like getting stuck there at five o'clock, let alone. Well, you can forget about it. Yeah, because that's where I have to drive when I was dropping off packages to FedEx to ship animals. I was, yeah. There's a FedEx hub like five minutes right as you get on the island, and that was the drive I would make every yep. time. And so now that's why I just have FedEx pickup packages. It's the only it's like I'm not. It's the only hub we have here that you can drop stuff off like that for. 
Sucks. But you've been excited about the alligators? Yeah, we've got an alligator in the pond behind us. Nice. Nice. It's been a nice day for it. Yeah, I was hoping it would be a little warmer when you got down. That way we could do a little bit more, but the evenings are still dropping a little cold, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, everybody thinks it's bullcrap, but, you know, it's... It's uh, it's been squirrely. Like there's been a couple nights where I'm like I'm totally cruising on my way home. Like we get a little bit of rain. It's nice and warm. I'm mm-hmm. like this is perfect. And it doesn't stay that way for longer than like a night. And then it goes right back to this where it's like it's pleasant. It's like a seven you know seventy seventy five during the day, but then it's like fifty five at night. Yeah. It's like nothing's moving. No, yeah. it was warm for a period there for a couple weeks. It stayed warm. I actually found a hog nose the other day at work. It was right before rain and it was nice and warm out but now that as soon as the rain passes around here i mean rain pushes in a warm front and then as soon as the warm front goes through the clear pushes into cold mm-hmm. yep well it's just frustrating because like i said we'll have like a week of like okay like it's warming up it's spring like stuff's gonna start moving and mm-hmm. i have neighbors that are seeing things and i'm seeing on the id group for south carolina you know like people are seeing stuff like things are moving mm-hmm. but then it gets cold again so it just <laughs> It's frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. As far as uh, breeding updates, real quick, uh, everything's still together. Seen a couple locks on some things. Nothing really concrete. I put those blood reds together. That dude's been trying hard, man. Mm. They're like thrashing around there. Like it scares the dog. Like Archie doesn't want to stay in the room. Is the female not being receptive? I think she's just playing hard to get. Mm. But I've left him in there long enough to where, like, if lock happened, it probably has. Yeah. Yeah. But, Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, those times of the two times I bred carpets, I never saw a lock from either of them. They mm-hmm. would just disappear. And yeah. Once they were separated, I took them out and I got eggs. Have you started breeding stuff yet, Don? I mean, yes and no. Ball pythons. Mm-hmm. I started pairing up. In fact, I won't be surprised if I've got a clutch on the ground when I get home. Nice. From that. Um, I just pulled the female rubber boas out of rumation. I pulled the male at the beginning of the month, so they may go this year. They may not. Rubber boas are notorious for taking, you know, five, six, seven years to reach breeding mm-hmm. age. Oh, wow, really? Well, you got to keep them, like, they stay so cold. I'm sure their metabolism is even uh, slower than any other. you got, you know? like, four, five, six months out of a year, but they're not eating cold, so. Mm-hmm. Even when they're not cold, like my mail goes off food at like the end of July, early August, and doesn't eat again until like now. Jeez, wow, really? Yeah. Um, Holy. The females, I might be able to get them into September. Mm-hmm. But yeah. same thing, like they just go off food. Yeah. Is that, is, so is that when you start pairing them, or do you start I, pairing them later? I, I keep them all together in one cage. As it is. Oh, okay, I got you. You know, they just they do their own thing. They, the male has found that he really likes to hang from the cord for the light. This pretending <laughs> <laughs> to be an Amazon tree belt. <laughs> um, you know, they've got all you know. They've got their little quarters where they like mm-hmm. perch out and stake out their own territory and stuff most of the year. But every once in a while, you'll find them all snuggled together and stuff. Yeah, and then when I brewmate them, I just put them all in a nice, you know, freezer. 
I know people who use wine coolers. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've got I've got a uninsulated closet for the sump pump in our basement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just put them in there because it's cold and it's dark. Yeah. And they you know they go in there and they just stay in there. And you know, so I pulled the mail at the beginning of March. Just pulled the girls last weekend. Even outside of that, though, how are you keeping them? I mean, those obviously you're not going to keep those warm. Like no, I mean they're they're in the basement. I mean, well, everything is in the basement, but they're separate from the rest of the snake room. Mm -hmm. So they're in the larger basement. It stays cool down there. You know, a hot hot day there down there might be 70, 72. Oh wow! Wow. You know, with the lights in their cage, it might get up to seventy five or so. Oh, so they just run room temperature basically, and hmm. you know, when the nice. drop at night, the temps drop at night. And I've got them on a smart plug that goes sunrise to sunset, so they get a good seasonal cyclical pattern that way. Nice. I assume you keep them in a much more naturalistic environment. Yeah. It's funny because, like you say, like they perch up and stuff. I'm from all. I assume most people would think rubber boas are mostly terrestrial animals, right? They bur yeah, they're they big are, burrowers, correct? They, you know, they'll they burrow down and you know, <clears throat> a lot of, you know buried logs and things for them to get into. But you know, like that's just their logs are buried, but you've also got the top part of the log, right? And they'll climb up on top of that to get closer to you know the bulbs and stuff. I think it's funny if more people did setups like that they would see these animals that are known to be you know strictly terrestrial and just burrowers that you know if you actually give them the opportunity to move around and perch and do stuff like they'll do it even though they are more of a terrestrial species but i think everything will use they'll make use of every aspect of their caging right give them multiple aspects um you know, people just take that too far. Like that paper that was put out a couple of years ago about ball pythons being found in, you know, in the branches of bushes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we had all these people like, oh, ball pythons are actually semi-herboric. <laughs> no, Not quite. <laughs> this was a study done where they were only looking for ball pythons in bushes and trees in forested areas. And ignoring the rest of the areas where ball pythons are found, mm -hmm. and other ball pythons that weren't found in trees and brushes. Right. So it was, you know, it was taking it to a stupid level of extreme. You know, right. Ball pythons, you can tell just by looking at them. They're a terrestrial snake. Yeah, absolutely. They're not built to be arboreal. No. It doesn't mean they can't climb. It doesn't mean that they won't climb. It just means they don't make their life. <laughs> Younger ones, the males, because they're smaller, will go up into trees because they are capable of it, but mm. they don't make their life there. It's right. You know, the rubber boas and, you know, pretty much anything that you just traditionally think would be terrestrial, they'll they'll get up and they'll find places to crawl around. And bask and whatnot, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the, I mean, that's, that's sort of the, the problem with, I guess, papers in a sense is like, you have the two extremes. So you have the people that are like, they don't need a ton of space. They're in termite mounds. And then you have the people now that are like, they've been, they found one in a tree. It's a boom slang. Yeah. Keep it as such. <laughs> you, know, you know, the really, the truth is it's going to be somewhere in between, you know? Yeah. They are found in termite mounds during the day when the hunters are hunting for them. And it's triple digit heat. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're looking for a stable place to, 
you know, keep comfortable during the, the day, mm. you know, but they're also a nocturnal, nocturnal animal and a crepuscular animal. So they're probably out and about crawling around mm. over anything and everything at night. Right. And, you know, I, I had this argument with people on forums back in the day. If you actually watch your snakes, like after lights out, your snakes come out and they mm. move around it. Yeah. You know, but Nobody's in there in their snake room watching their tubs to see that their snake is making laps around that tub at night right. because that's when it's active. Mm. During the day when the lights are on, it's thinking, okay, this is when I want to stay all hunkered down. Archie. You know, I hunker down during the day. Right. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. The same thing, like my calabars, they're the same way. I never see it during the day. But do you see them climbing? I, yeah, actually, I do. I've got, I've got again, I've got branches and stuff. I will see them perched up on top of the branch every once in a while. Mm. And you know, you want to talk about another just snake that seems perfectly designed to be underground? Mm -hmm. It's the calabar. Mm -hmm. But they'll come out and they'll perch up on top of things when it's dark. Right. It's nighttime because that's when they're active. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's another species that I, there was a point in time where I was really interested in, in getting into those. And I don't, it seems to me that at some point they weren't being brought in very much. Like they had sort of a, a period where they were imported a lot. And then it seems like they kind of fell off the map a little bit and then they started coming back within the last couple of years. I don't, is that accurate? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it, I've seen it. Like they were, they were all over the place and people were all over them because they were just this strange, cool thing. And I think it was they were cool because they were just oddballs that nobody had seen. Right, right. And people tried to start keeping them, and they didn't breed. You know, like ball python. <laughs> so everybody was like, eh, "Nah, that's stupid snakes. Yeah. I can't give them so breed." Then it kind of dropped off as being a popular thing to grab a hold of, and then now other people are starting to pick them up and stuff. Mm -hmm. For me, it was just another. You know, it's Africa's version of the rubber boa. Yeah. Right. It, it made sense for me to get into them because, you know, I'm into weird little things that, you know, I'm into having great big naturalistic cages mm -hmm. where you don't actually see the snake 98%. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's fun to have them. And, you know, well, it'd be fun if I can crack what it takes to breed them. Yeah. But has anybody produced captive bear ones? There are a couple of people producing them. Nobody's really doing it reliably. Okay. Most of them are doing it out in the EU. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, basically, the recipe from what I I have been seeing is leave them the hell alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The more you bother them, the more stress they yeah. get. And, you know, again, you got you to gotta let them grow at their own pace. They're not ball pythons where you can just crank them. Mm -hmm. Especially considering they're nest raiders, so they're used to eating, you know, a whole bunch of babies at once. Right, right. Pausing for a while, and then a whole bunch of babies at once, and pausing for a while. That's yeah. a route I've considered going with, like you know, Pituophis, because they are more of a, you know, that's where they get the term gopher snakes. They go into, you know, into yeah. gopher burrows and eat up a bunch of babies. So I've always, I've always wondered if that isn't a better way to about feeding things like that is you know multiple small items at once you know and oh, i've noticed that right. with the cyania you know like that male in particular i mean i guess 
Because they it's, would get up in the bird nests and stuff. Yeah, sure. but I noticed my male seems much more receptive to food when it's a handful of fuzzies rather than an adult mouse. Right. Um, frog legs, he goes crazy for. Oh. Uh, and then the female, she'll eat. If it's scented like food, she'll eat it. It doesn't matter. It could be a freaking Lego brick or something, and she'd eat it. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's what that's sort of the route I've been wanting to go with the rhinos too. Talking to uh, Bobby Pebbles, you know, instead <laughs> of doing instead of doing one like bigger meals with those he's like dude i give him you know like six pinkies and really yeah and it just i think it just i think it just works better for those that that species because Mm -hmm. that's a that's an active species that's a species that spends a lot of time climbing i mean i have one male he hangs out on those perches now in those biog cages Mm -hmm. like i come in in the morning he's sitting there i turn off the lights at night he's sitting there like he loves just hanging out on those Mm -hmm. perches but they're also always moving Mm -hmm. um especially the other male that has the the deeper blue Mm -hmm. he's either curled up in the corner in one of the in the cork bark tube under the cork bark hide hanging out on the ledge where the mesh is um or hanging out on those uh, those perches or in the water bowl i mean they're always like they're never in the same place for for an extended period right. of time. So I was actually going to ask, with them being in the biogs, have you noticed them being in the water bowls less? At all? Um, because I haven't. Every time I've been over here, that I haven't seen them. In so there. there's I, this rate. It's kind of a it's weird because it's an individual animal thing now. Like the female, she spends a lot of time in her water bowl. Mm. The darker male, that's sort of the biggest of the three, he's about fifty fifty, and then that lighter green male that's always out he'll be in there for a little bit, but then he'll come out and go back to doing whatever he's doing. And then the, the two neonates from uh, Terry, same thing. The female will hang out more in the water and the male seems to stick Mm -hmm. to the humid hide more. So it could just be a female Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, that's the only two females I have. Everything else is males. So that's a species I need to, I want to have Rob on again and have like a a really deep dive into those. Cause I, there, maybe there's just something I'm missing. I mean, they're they're not hard snakes to keep by any means. But you don't think it's a little might be a little hot in there or something? I, I think that's also a total possibility. Yeah. But I think now that they have more ventilation and stuff right. because they're in those cages, right? And that's why I was asking. They're getting a lot more airflow, and right. I think that helps a lot too. Because yeah. before it was kind of muggy. You know, it's still warm in there. I turned off all the heat. Yeah. Except for the neonate rack in that room, mm-hmm. and you were in there earlier. Like it's hot. It's warm. It's warm. So. It's chill. But yeah, that's the that's the route I'm thinking I'm gonna go with those from like here on out is maybe once in a while, like a whole food item that we would right. give the appropriate size to snake that size, mm. but instead just a handful of smaller meals because I feel like those guys are nesterators all day long. Yeah. You know? I think there's a lot of things that would be more nesterators than mm-hmm. we than we think, you know. Even rat snakes, man. I mean, they go in the chicken coops. I mean, it makes time. complete sense because it's like it's the easiest meal. You don't have to yeah. fight it. It's not going to fight back. You can just roll up in there, eat them all, and then it. go. Yeah. It's very little like energy. Very too. little you know, output. You don't have to constrict for the most part. You just get in there and gobble everything up. Rat snakes and their behavior. Why do you think you find them in trees and stuff mm-hmm. all the time? You know, the rat snakes in yeah. various places isn't because they're just stupid. In various <laughs> places. It's because they're climbing, looking for food. Yeah. And so, yeah, it makes sense that, you know, up in a tree, well, what, what are they going to be looking for up in a tree? Squirrel nests. Yeah, I didn't even think There's about no shortage of squirrels. Nests. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't even think about baby squirrels, man. Those are the size of a little mouse. That would be an interesting study perfect. if they did that to go yeah. to, like, different squirrel nests and see, like, during snake season mm. and see what's 
if there's anything hanging out. I also wonder. Excuse <coughs> me. I also wonder about that with um with some rattlesnakes as well because I found when I was working on the plantation, I found some really big rattlesnakes like basically perched up mm -hmm. right underneath um dove feeders. You know, they throw yeah. out seed and little stuff. There'd be doves around there all the time. I was always waiting to see if I could see one eating a dove or something you know if that would be a i mean there's, know, there's a meal for them but. there's been plenty of pictures of uh i've seen like pictures of cane breaks up in trees i've seen mm -hmm. copperheads they'll i mean i don't know if they'll go like high high but yeah. like mid mid level brush yeah uh you go to the edisto serpentarium and those, you know those things are all over the place and they have man. these cypress cheese going in there and like they're freaking covered Doesn't, yeah. like tons of different species just mm -hmm. hanging out up in there you know it's it's wild no. So, which surprised me to see the rattlesnakes eat doves because doves will eat off the ground. Exactly. Snakes figuring out what's you know where they're coming. Yeah. And it starts hanging out there just because it knows some of those doves are going to come down to the ground. Exactly. Place to pick them up. Stay right there by the feeder. We also we also had um granted they were released quail but we had bobwhite quail out there and those are basically a terrestrial bird you know like they're on the ground constantly so I would. I would assume rattlesnakes would probably follow suit with that, but because yeah. you do different prey items, like you change things up a little bit. Do you do that for the balls too, or just sort of the um, less with the balls? But I mean, I've got I've got a couple of balls. Yeah, they'll eat anything. I've given mm -hmm. them reptilians. I've given them quail. I've given them chicks. Some of them are temperamental and will eat anything. Yeah, like a rat or a mouse or something. Yeah, I mean, I. I feed all kinds of things. Um, you know, the beak snakes, they'll eat quail, Who's they'll eat that? chicken hearts, they'll eat chicken necks, they'll eat frog legs, they'll eat fish, they'll eat mice, uh, hamsters, <laughs> they'll eat reptilakes, every kind that I've given them. Um, the cooperies, you know, mm -hmm. mostly they're getting the quail eggs, but I dropped little micro reptilinks in those, or I'll throw in, you know, baby quail, mm -hmm. and I'll eat the baby quail. Mm. Uh, the the bread lie. Yeah. I mean, I, I basically just feed my bread lie quail at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially the male, he he devours. Quail. Uh, same with my chondro. She's, mm -hmm. she's either eating quail or the chicks for the most part these days i keep hearing more and more people switching over to mostly a yeah a foul seems, based diet you know it's be a pretty big thing like yeah. increasing in popularity mm -hmm. uh, now that they're easier to get i think it's probably it's getting a lot of our animals closer to what they're eating in the wild right mm -hmm. and it's less fatty yeah yeah and you know um if you guys had jason on mm-hmm Snakes Stobies the other night, you know, he was talking about the whole everybody's talking about obese snakes. Well, and he thinks it's a little bit wrong. I think obesity in snakes is a very legitimate complaint. Absolutely. I don't necessarily know that it comes from overfeeding as just poor feeding. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are feeding a handful of, you know, fuzzy mice or hopper mice. Those aren't going to have nearly as much fat to them as, you know, a chubby rat. Yeah. Or, you know, then you give a handful of mice to an adult carpet versus a large rat to an adult carpet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more fat in that one rat yeah. than there is in a handful of mice. So 
when you're, you know, it's the same, like you can give somebody a whole bunch of small chicken cutlets, mm-hmm. or you can give somebody a deep fried, you know, whole chicken. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that right. sandwich from KFC. That's the two chicken, <laughs> chicken <laughs> breast patties that are the buns. <laughs> <laughs> with bacon and cheese in the middle. <laughs> it can be the same amount of chicken, but one of them is literally just soaked in fat. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you feed two people those two separate diets, the one who's literally eating the soaked fat chicken is going to get fat because there's just so much extra fat. Right. It's too late for me. <laughs> so by, by kind of moving away from the really fatty items, mm-hmm. I think we'll start to see hopefully a break from this obesity epidemic. And yeah, you know, I, I don't disagree with Jason that this whole anorexia thing that people have going on, we're like, I only feed my snake once every six months because, you know, Oh God. You know, yeah. That's, that's not good. No. <laughs> you know, unless you have a snake that stops eating for six months. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't have a choice. But yeah, I mean, some animals are just aren't going to eat very frequently. Right. That's the way they are, you know. And yeah, I think there's like a cyanea. They're smaller, they're thinner, and they've got that body build. They're going to burn through, but they're also going to eat smaller items yeah. more frequently, so they can burn through more frequently. If right. they ate a giant axe rat, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, the first thing they would do is they would go to ground and they would stop yeah. moving for, for two weeks. Time, yeah. You know, like, which to me even seems hard. Like I, it, I don't even know that they'd stay still that long because mine are always moving too. Yeah. Right. You know, when I feed them quail eggs, I won't see the female for a couple of days. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like everything else, sort of currently as far as like hot button topics in the hobby. I feel like there's a there's a happy medium. You know, I don't like feeding my snakes a ton. I'm one of I'm I'm not the once every six months guy but you know like chondros in particular i feel like it's very easy to get chondros fat and very fast carpets are a prime example i think carpets are one of the most overfed animals in the i think it's, it's that was like, like what the third episode we ever did was about yeah. overfeeding and mm-hmm. my my stance on it is pretty much the same it's like whatever we think we're supposed to be feeding i feel like even that's too much mm-hmm. you know i mean it's but it's also going to be a species by species thing like that's a trend I notice with the faster, more uh, higher metabolism species like racers, um, you know, the beak snakes and stuff like that is like they'll eat anything, but they're also burning through so much that they don't really they have to be opportunistic and eat what they can right. come across. That's also why the bigger meals aren't necessarily <laughs> ideal. It's like, yeah, if you're for some things, you know, if you're used to keeping carpets, that's pretty much been the consensus is, you know, give them something that's about the girth of its of the middle of its body whereas you know stuff like racers it's that's not really what they're going for in mm-hmm. the wild they're going for the easy quick small Anything stuff to to, and keep on rolling yeah. exactly you know and they just keep on rolling you know racers i think are a little different being you know jet black and have very high metabolism but, i mean you know, they'll eat they, snakes they eat frogs they eat mammals, anything man. birds like yeah like if they can get their mouth around yeah. it they're gonna freaking eat it their prime example i was out but you've on, never seen a fat racer in the wild no. i've never seen an anorexic racer in the wild like they've all been the black racer body type that like and i'm just now realizing this thinking about it like you've never seen a racer that looks sick no 
they're all like perfect body tone or what we would consider perfect body tone, at least yeah. the adults. Now that you say that, yeah, no, I've seen a billion raises wild. in my lifetime. It's the same with the rat snakes. Yeah. Like all the rat snakes I've come across in the last couple of years, you I've know, in the, seen in the mouse a couple... barn and stuff, they all look yeah, that's because they're eating all your freaking mice. That's, man. They already have I should say our <laughs> mice at this point. <laughs> um, that actually happened with the last one. Yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. that sucker I was just, not. I let him lose. I was like, you know what? You enjoy those, buddy. You earned them. <laughs> it was like he sat in a cage for I don't know how long, fending off like four other small mice that could have easily just ganged up on him and killed him. We're sitting here talking yeah. about things eating like smaller meals. That thing had two mice two left hoppers a bulge in like that a, thing. That it's was like a massive. yearling size rat snake and it had two um, hoppers. Yeah, dude. You was... Yeah. I put them under some palm fronds. It's too cold for this shit. I just oh, let him go. I was like, Godspeed, buddy. I was like, enjoy those. Glad I could help. Yeah, and that's sort of like what like what I'm saying with like the happy medium thing is like we see stuff like that where a snake is just going to gorge itself because it doesn't know when the next meal is going to be. Exactly. But then in the hobby, we have animals, not even just snakes, but so many other species that are just they're they're obese. And there is that Instagram account was Anatomica. I don't you may know what I'm talking about. I don't remember her name, but uh, it's called Anatomica. But she showed pictures of. Some species of monitor recently, it might have been an Aki, it might have been something else, but it had died premature. And so she had did a necropsy on it, and there was like two massive fat mm. deposits on both sides. And the reason it died is that I had some sort of complications from egg binding or something. Right. And she was basically saying, like, this is a big part in why this happened because there was so much fat, those eggs didn't really have anywhere to go. Right. And that's. I wish that, you know, Facebook and YouTube and stuff were not so against graphic content mm -hmm. because yeah. it would be really good for people. Yeah, there's a lot of value there. Necropsies and to put them up. Mm -hmm. when, my, when my egg eater went down, I did a necropsy on her and I thought I was doing well with the seasonal feeding that I was doing on her. Mm -hmm. She had fatty liver, did like... 80% of her liver was stacked. Oh, wow. wow. And that's from a diet of just quail eggs. Mm -hmm. She was off feed for half of the year because, you know, I was following the birds boom and they bust. Right. Well, apparently, I was booming her too hard. Like, mm -hmm. Jeez. You know, in retrospect, maybe I should have just boomed her for like two months and then left her for 10 months without eating because of how much of her liver had gone to fat. Yes. And looking at it, I was just, I was appalled with myself at the level of fat that was in there and you know i think most people they get a snake and it dies and they chuck it in the freezer until trash day and then it goes in the trash can mm -hmm. they never bother to consider maybe i should cut this open and get a look mm -hmm. just to see what there is to see mm -hmm. you know, one it would do you no end of good to understand the anatomy yeah. of snakes yeah. just regardless but if you got in there and saw some of the things on the inside that you don't normally see, mm -hmm. it might make you change a little bit yeah. of how you've been keeping your animals because you can see, hell, damn, look at these extra fat pockets that are in there. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and it would be one of those things where if it was just like someone cut open a conjure that died early, 
and said, oh, look at all this fat, where I'd be like, okay, well, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But when you see it across, you know, beak snakes, chondros, uh, what is it that Matt Somerville was talking about? It was one of the brown snakes that he had that hadn't eaten, but like a couple times a year, yeah. and it had a ton of fat. Wasn't it uh, It was a some sort of brown snake. It might have been a Sudecus or something. Um, but it he barely fed it, and that thing had a ton of fat. And so that's what makes me wonder is like, yeah, don't starve your snake, but there are some species that really don't need food. Well, and that goes back to the diversity thing. You know, he was feeding it sparsely, but he was feeding it sparsely on mice. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, those snakes are lizardy. Mm -hmm. So if he had been feeding it more sparsely on geckos and gnolls, yeah, likely wouldn't that, have been the case. It may not have yeah. had. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to say following that is, you know, I think a lot of it would be, you know, not necessarily how often, but also taking the, you know, the factor of like what you're forcing them into the rodent in. box. Yeah. You know, it's like feeding, if you have King Cobras, like mm -hmm. if people feed them rats and Sewed mice, it's like, Frankenstein. I, I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee your King's not going to survive as long as it should, because they eat snakes like that is their main diet you know they're not eating these fucking farm bred rats that everybody's got you know and i uh, just i think that that contributes to a lot of fat you know to snakes because it's not if it's not their a natural diet for them that's been a long-running debate in chondros is you know should you feed rats to green trees should you feed mice to green trees should you feed and chicks to green trees? Should you feed not even quail? that? Just like between mice and rats, because rats are fattier, right. mice are leaner, and they're smaller. And I'm of I'm I'm team mouse when it comes to that. And I yeah. know in the wild, yeah, they're eating big, you know, bigger rats and stuff like that. But it's like that's what they that's all that's their only option. Right. And they don't have a choice. When they are eating that, it's infrequent. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh. Damn. Oh, right. It's mm -hmm. the occasional rat that's running across a tree limb and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get it because it's there. I know I'm not going to eat again. Right. And they're not seeing those all the time. Mm -hmm. the time yeah, they're seeing little frogs, birds, and yeah. small rodents mm -hmm. jump the floor. And those are the things that they're popping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're probably getting, you know, cicadas and locusts and things too. Oh, yeah. You know? That's one thing you. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say that's something you see with a gistrodon around here, copperheads and cottonmouths. Maybe which maybe that makes you or... wonder too. Like there can't be much substance to those they're cicada all cicadas, though. I mean cicadas right, are, but they're beefy. all exoskeleton. You ever squished one? I mean, surely there's no. I haven't. There's some juices in there. Yeah, when I find, I'll find one laying on its back sometimes, and I'll pick it up when Katie's outside and throw it at her. Oh God. Freaks. Oh, it's hilarious. Or I'll yeah. kick it towards her. Like that time I threw you that frozen chick. I was like, catch. Well, that was I a still mouse have or a rat. He <laughs> just like, threw to a catch. I was like, "Oh, what?" Um, yeah, yeah. I just I'm team mouse when it comes to chondros. You know, I I mouse and everything until the carpets. My big carpets. The biggest meals I feed period are medium rats, and that's literally to my adult carpets, and then to like the my pituophis when I need to beef them up. But even then, I think I'm gonna cut back my pituophis and start feeding them. I'd be interested to hear mice. Travis's take on that pituophis thing too of feeding. It was Jen who was on Colubrid and Colubrid Radio a couple weeks right. ago. And she was talking about how she feeds her adult pits. How often? Yeah, it was a large rat, like once a week. And I'm, which is kind of like, I I'm mean, not, you know, they're gonna burn through it. I know they're gonna burn but, through it, but again, it, 
And I mean, the proof's in the pudding with her because she has a yeah, lot no, of success she, with breeding. Very, so I, it's, no, they, it's no dig at I wasn't going to bring just, out any type of names. It was but something you, we you were thinking about. Well, the we wall were talking with it. about it. Just curious. A lot of people who've been very successful breeding carpets being among nothing but rats. Right. You know, that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. I, I would be more inclined with pits to, you know, again, lots of small over fewer large. Mm. Right. Because, you know, yeah, they're going into gopher burrows. They're going after... Depending on where you are, could they be going into ground squirrel burrows and taking out a ground squirrel? Maybe, but I think what they'd be more likely to do is go in the ground squirrel burrow and take out the baby ground yeah, squirrels right. and leave the adults alone because an adult ground squirrel is going to mess them up. Mm, right. so they're probably raiding nests, you know, eating ground-dwelling birds and things. Lots of smaller ones, and they're burning through them, and they're turning it over fast because they're constantly moving around. Right. But again, in the wild... It's there's no advantage for them to take down that large ground squirrel, mm-hmm, right? And be stuck floundering around, stuck it, right? yeah, probably just right. staying in that burrow and it's not. Hard, yeah, uh, it's hard to crawl away fast. Yeah. I mean, you've got a three pound brick in your belly, mm-hmm, right? Hawk above you, it's a lot easier to move. Yeah, yeah. suck down a couple of baby ground squirrels, and you can still mm-hmm, slide yeah. into the bushes and stuff and keep away from that hawk. Right. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. I was actually talking to Paint Chef about that the other day because I asked him what he does, and he was kind of going along what I, you know, was thinking would be more right is the smaller meals. Like, yeah, you still you feed them once a week still, but, you know, the biggest he feeds is a small rat. And I guess it's also yeah. dependent, too, and like I said, none of this was, was a you know, a stab at a jab at no, she's obviously like very, very successful. You know, when you That's... think about a large pit, like a big northern pine, like, even some of your bulls, your bulls, man, your Texas bull still snakes? pretty proportional to the size of that snake. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's, to think about. It's there's interesting. A, there's a lot of bull snakes that get up there with the northern pines, and you know, like the the Klebergs that I got mm-hmm. from Chris. His adults are six plus foot. Like they're big snakes. You know, they're some of the biggest colubrids in the U.S. But you know, again, that doesn't change how they you know act in in the wild you know and, but i have been very surprised at how many of the chondros took to frog legs with zero hesitation i'm not no i was well I, I was i wasn't expecting so many of them to be so receptive to them right off the bat right like you have that initial morelia response of like oh food when you open you know you right. saw earlier, yeah. we opened with a bio g with one of the male manox in it and he like immediately was like Ooh, what's like, up you know, I don't, I don't feed them a ton, but I just, I don't know. I was, I was like, I don't know if they'll take frog legs. It's kind of, I don't remember reading anything in papers that noted frogs being a heavy part of the diet at all, but yeah, dude, those legs, man, they just, they go freaking nuts Mm -hmm. on them. And that's, that's something that I was talking to Luke and David about Luke Myers and, and David Brahms was like, Maybe we might be better off alternating frog legs and rodents so that they're taking in more just because those frog legs are straight protein. It's nothing but muscle. There's nothing on there. So it's like maybe we're better off alternating those and cutting back on those fatty meals with the rodents. Sort of. We also have to think about like gut contents and stuff like that because all that is good for them and their digestion. Right. That's why, like, you know, the whole altering thing, you know, do a frog leg, a rodent, and then a chicken. You know, and just keep the cycle going, something like that. Like the the cyanian, so of course they're gonna eat frog legs. Like oh, yeah. I didn't doubt that for a second, but 
Some of the Bears took to him too, which was a little surprising. Yeah. Not all of them. Some of them did. Some of them didn't. I see them thinking that they smell enough like a lizard that they'll take them. Mm-hmm. My my thorn scrub rats weren't big on them. My two yeah, females, my two females didn't want them. My little male, I mean, he'll eat anything though. He's a great snake, so he he ate one. My big yellow was about it. He was real. He was weirded out by it at first. I just kind of shook it in front of him, and he kind of went for it. And he kind of backed yeah, up. You can see like, they're very confused. He's like he wanted it, so I just kind of set it down in his cage, and it was funny. He actually went up on his perch, and then he went over the top <laughs> of it and came down and grabbed it off the floor and pulled it up. And I was like, like okay. <laughs> "Go for it, dude!" You know, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see how they they act. You know, especially when they're used to only getting rodents. You know, you only feed rodents for so long, and then all of a sudden you show them something else, and they're like, "What the fuck?" You know, and yeah, some of the some of the condors were definitely like they paused for half yeah. half a second. We're like, "Wait a second, oh, wait a minute." There was there was one of the females in particular like she would like nose it and she'd go back like what the hell's that and then she knows it and she'd be like that's not food and she'd maybe look at it again she'd maybe she'd like flick her tongue a lot and you could see her she's just like this i think it's food but i think it's not yeah and just the confusion it was hilarious all the other ones were like yep cool thanks that's mine but this one was just like i don't I don't know what this is that you're trying to give me. What is that? Spider? Or what is that? Oh, that's a cellar spider, I think is what those are called. They're everywhere. That's all you, man. It's not that big giant scary Jorro spider yet. Yeah. (laughs) I had some family talking about that earlier. We were at my grandma's birthday. What is it? These spiders in Georgia that are apparently invading and they're it's some species of orb weaver. It's not even that big of a deal. I don't oh. think they're anything new. I think they've been around for a while. But for... Yeah, they've been around for a while. They're just they're starting to move up the coast now. And so it's like, oh, my God, invasive spiders. Something about oh. them flying or something. And it's like, Jesus. Oh, God. They, they fly as much as other spiders do. As babies, they can pollute. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That happens with a lot of the orb weaver spiders yeah. that we have that are native to the U.S. Just... Get used to it, guys. <laughs> so now we're gonna have a big spider. It likes to build its webs up high, higher than most of the native spiders do, anyway. So I'm not going to see there will be any competition, but there's not going to be the devastating level of competition that people are freaking out over. <laughs> quite frankly, I'm hoping that they help with things like the, you know, the lantern flies that are coming down from the north, the marmorated stink bugs that are starting to spread everywhere. I mean. It'll be nice if we have something that can start eating some of these other things. Right. Well, there was I saw some headlines that were talking like highly venomous flying spider coming from Georgia, and then the article's like, yeah, highly venomous to other bugs. <laughs> it's I hate that so much, man. It's like, come on, because normal people are just like I say normal, but people that aren't in it, they're gonna read that and be like, Oh my god, like COVID, right. Russia now, these these Japanese <laughs> giant man eating spiders. Murder hornets and giant Asian spiders that can fly, yeah. and it's. Dude, it's we are, kinda, we it's already ridiculous. have giant flying roaches here, so I mean, and we have giant orb weavers. Yeah, those things are awesome. And banana spiders. Yeah, I love those things, man. I'll never forget. There was one day I was, I was younger. It was my family has property out on the, you know, edge of Beaufort. We used to have four wheelers and stuff. I was riding through the woods. Ran through a massive clothesline by one. <laughs> yeah, ran through a massive spider web, man. Yeah. I was like, I stopped, took my hands off the wheel. I was 
scraping off. And I was like, oh, geez, off. Oh, yeah, I was getting all off. I put my hands back on, kept running. I looked over. There was a spider about yay big yeah. right by my hand. I was like, oh, okay. No, no. Nah, because those things are bite. Yeah, no, but they're not. I've never met. I've never given them bad. the chance, boy. They're really classic. I mean, they're big, and if they startle you, I can understand. But like, yeah, we, we've had them around our house and stuff. I, oh, I love them. I think they're incredible. In he just doesn't like his face being covered by one. Just chill. They just mm-hmm. Egg sack and hang mm-hmm. out there. But yeah, they're so calm. Really? Yeah. Just pick them up. They'll get a little clutter. What? And then you can just put it, and they'll go right back to their. See, I've never, I've, I've never, never picked been, one up, man. <laughs> I've kept tar- like a lot of tarantulas and stuff over the years, but it was never a thing where I was like, I'm gonna take out one and handle it and play with it. It was like if it came out, it wasn't on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, the same, it's the same with with those. It's like I see them, but I've never been like, I should hold you. Yeah, I love them. I think they're, they're really, cool. really cool. And I, I always, I've always wondered how they would do in like a massive, like they need, you know, enclosure. Like I've, I've heard if you keep yeah. them, they need a very big. Setup. Oh yeah, I would, I would imagine, dude. One of those enclosures Bill got from Black Box would be sick for one of those. It's his birthday today. It is oh, his yeah. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Bill Bradley with Lizard Brain Radio, another podcast on the network. Doing the goods. He's got. He was talking about doing another episode with uh, Phil Leitz on the Xena Gamma Taylor Eye that I like so much. Mm. Which I was. That was on my list of things to do was to hit up Phil and do an episode on <laughs> Xena Gamma Taylor Eye. But I was like, you know what, this works out because I don't really know him enough about him to yeah. really even have any input. So it'll be good to have someone who actually keeps lizards and is more versed in that. Yeah, dude, Bill is so freaking smart, man. That was he's. He's a very intelligent dude. Yeah, There's I'm glad we got cool to hang stuff. out with him. Yeah, no. For sure. That was cool to see him. In the snow of North Georgia. <laughs> yeah, it was friggin' snowing. We went down to Georgia. That was nuts. It's the one weekend that it was like 20 degrees. Yeah. We don't get that down here. <laughs> Justin comes out. He's like, it's like a winter wonderland. I like it cold. So I was like, cool. But the problem is, is that it was windy. And so... yeah. I was like, I want to. I wanted to go smoke a cigar because I was like, I'm on vacation. Go hang out. There's a little Adirondack chairs out out in the hotel. I was like, cool. yeah. Justin was like, come and on. And then man, it was like 20 degrees and those winds were ripping. I was like, yeah. I don't. No. Yeah. I was just smoking Jake's car on the way home. Yeah, that's how that went. So, I at least waited until it was like 50 degrees before I. <laughs> that you did. I was proud of you. I, I felt bad because Jake was like too. oddly cold the entire weekend. He's like, man, I'm so cold. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're anemic. Is, man. I, don't, I don't know. And so I, I just want to roll kids. down the windows and it'd be like 40 degrees. So I waited for it to warm up to 50. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, buddy. <laughs> That's right. That's what he did. I was like pointing it on me. Like, yep. It's all good. Now my truck doesn't smell like cigar smoke anymore. So that's good. You gave me permission. I did. I did. I told you you could. I didn't actually care. I used to smoke in there. I quit smoking I cigarettes, though. Because you still have the ashtray. Yeah. No more ciggies for me. How many days clean are we? Oh, I'm on like six months in, dude. Maybe not out five. Five months. He yeah. does still have a cigar sometimes, though. Yeah, I have so. a cigar. Semi-cheating. Yeah. 
and I still vape, so you know I can't say much Play about it. Play us a song on your douche flute. Everybody's like, you know, it's not better for you. I'm like, I know. The point is, I don't smell like an ashtray anymore. So <laughs> here's that. Now I just have popcorn lung. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's all gonna kill Even me. Trade. I'm gonna have popcorn lung. You're not gonna have any teeth. I don't. Not yeah, true. Yeah, I'm going you were the, quiet there I'm for a second. I'm going back to the dentist on Monday to get the other cavities filled. Exactly. You know how many cavities I've had? None. Better knock on some wood, buddy. I'm actually pretty sure I have a cavity right now. I'm saying that, but yeah, I know. These I know. are the first ones I've ever had, so I did good. Yeah, because you haven't been to the dentist and... in 15 freaking years. Irrelevant. <laughs> I think it's very relevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. The dentist even. That's where I was. <laughs> dentist even said these actually don't look too bad for someone who hasn't been to the dentist in so long. I was like, thank you. That was, that, was, that was the story of that. I didn't go to dentist for like 12 years. Jeez. They were like, so you have a couple cavities? And I was like, well, I haven't seen anybody yeah. for 12 years. And they were like, well, then you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Like, see? See? <laughs> it's, yeah. Only have a couple. Do you floss? I was like, hell no. And they're like, oh, yeah, you probably want to change that. I, was like, okay. I thought that was just like a joke that people pulled. I, I was like, I rinse. Like, I rinse my count. mouth out every night. Like, then what are we doing it for? Why are dentists recommending it? If, we're, if it doesn't make a difference, I don't know. My teeth are just so like close together. It's hard to floss. So like when I do it, you got to really jam it up in there. And it just yeah. plows through, and then I'm bleeding all over the place, and it's not. That is why you should like rinse with mouthwash because it hardens your gums. It's true. It's true. So untold. So you're told. Have you had any other cougars eat the the, the snake sheds? No. Was that just a one time thing? I mean, he did it four or five times. Oh, really? We ate his own shed. No, our oh. snake sheds. Like, were you putting them in there? Yeah. Oh. It was. It was. I was doing it as an enrichment thing. Like. Hatch like, the ball python, you know, its first shed, and I take it and I just threw the shed in there to, you know, be like, here, here's something different for you to smell. Yeah. He was like, oh, hey, food. This smells good. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, Jesus. Was it like you went in there and noticed the shed was gone and was like, wait a second? Yeah, I did. I was, <laughs> I was all over. I'm like, where the hell did you go? Jeez. And she shit it out, and I was like, that, that's interesting. And then did, the next time I put one in there, I actually like. I put it in. I turned around. I did something. I turned back around, and he's like, I mean, "Is that the one with the pic? Is that where you got the picture?" Oh, oh my god! I wonder, like, so with that being a thing, do you think it would eat like a small snake? Oh, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure it would. Hmm. There might be something to Give try if you ever have, like, you know, a small ball or something small that they're, passes. And... They're not big enough. To eat. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, that like baby, baby ball is like snake. twice as wide as they are. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah you know, if, if I had a piece, if I could get a hold of the silver corn or something, mm-hmm. I'm sure they would just start that down. I have a couple small water snakes in my freezer. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy, man. Hmm. She said, is that the escape artist? Sounds like there's a story I'm there. I'm here sighing because it's like, I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> He's like, don't talk about it. Yeah, I had a bikini. I had a bikini that 
I noticed that I hadn't seen him in a while, so I went to check why, and I realized that the door was ajar in his cage. Oh. Fuck. And I was like, I guess I forgot to close the door. And so I looked around the room, and I couldn't find him. And I was like, well, he's either gotten loose, or the door sweep has kept him in here, and I just need to figure out where. And then later in the week, I was down there, and I heard this just shuffling sound. And I was looking around trying to find it, and the bin that I have just extra media in, it was coming out of there. And <laughs> the so dirt I, was moving. I, I pull back, and there he is. He's, he just tucked <laughs> down in the bin. So I got him, and I put him back in his cage. And then a couple weeks later, I noticed that the door was ajar again. I'm like, I know that I have closed this. And so I looked around, and he was underneath one of the <laughs> racks, and I had to chase him around. And then when I finally did get him, Son of a bitch turned around and bloodied the hell out of Oh, him. yeah, I remember that picture. <laughs> bleeding all over the place. And I put him back in the cage and I closed it and I made sure it was closed. And I turned around to uh, start cleaning up the blood and I turned back around and he's wedged his body between the litter dam and the glass and he's sliding backwards, pulling the door open. <laughs> I'm like, you. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I went up and I closed the door and then I got a shim and I jammed it. In the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to you son of a bitch. Shims uh, and door sweeps will change your life. Let me geez, tell you, man. Those eight dollar eight dollar door sweeps with the little foam tubes from Lowe's. Next snakes and stogies raffle we do. One of those is getting included because I'm like, this thing's a freaking life changer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I was just absolutely astounded that this snake had figured out if I wedge myself between the litter door and the glass and pull backwards, I can open the door enough to escape. That, the fact that he went right back to it, though, as soon as you put him in, yeah. too, he knew exactly what he was doing. Jeez. One second. I'm coming for you. you sure well, put me in a box. That's always the worst part about that is when you swing like doors, you, baby. No, but like you realize they're gone and then you start thinking, okay, when was the last time I saw it? Because then it's how like, long how has long this has thing it been, been gone? Because the female rhino last weekend, I must have I left the door open or something on that, that bio cage and she got out. And I was because I hadn't seen her. She's mm. on that top shelf. So I have to like actually be up 6'4. I have to get on a step stool to see in that cage like fully. And she spent so much time on water bowl. I was like, yeah, she's probably just been hanging out in there. Like I hadn't seen her really out and about. And so I was doing water changes and stuff. So I got up there and I looked around. I was like, okay, that's weird. She wasn't under the hide. And so I started moving mulch around. No, it's the worst, man. You're like, Fuck. and then I have that potted pothos in there. And so I started digging around the dirt in there. I was like, maybe she somehow buried herself. And it has like a little catch pan for water and mm. stuff. And so I took that off because I was like, maybe she somehow got in there. And then for whatever reason, I kept going back and digging through the mulch as if I would somehow miraculously like. Dude, dig you her up. you have to do that at least five six times before you accept defeat. <laughs> What's going on in your head is if I'm digging for her over here, she's over there. Right, yeah. she's moved. And then when she when she feels my hand go away here and go towards, then she goes. Then she goes back over there. She's gotta be in here. You do this, and then you do this, and then you and then you go like this. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. go all through that. No, tossing it around. You have like to do it a lot before you accept defeat and say no. It's it's not. But that was the first here. first thing was like, was like, okay, when was the last time I saw her out? Yeah. 
And I was like, she hasn't been in here that long, so it couldn't have been more than, you know, a day or two, two at most. Mm. And so then I started, like, I was like, okay, I have the door sweep, so I know she's still in here. That door sweep is yet to fail me in that department. And almost every time something has gotten out, at least within the last, like, year, they've gone into that little closet in that room. And so I was like, she's probably in there somewhere. And so I went in there and started, like, left to right, moving stuff, digging around. Didn't find her. And so I was like, okay. I, was like, I got pissed. I was like, I'm going to go smoke a cigar and come up with some sort of game plan to figure out where she could have gone. Because I looked high. Like, they like to climb. So I instantly, I was like, on top of racks, well, on top of, like, the snake. fan. Like, fit in a lot of looking places. All, yeah. And so I was looking around. And then, of course, Katie comes walking out, like, 10 minutes later, holding her. She's like, here's in the closet. She was like, <laughs> in a spot that I had looked. And so I was like, I swear to God, I looked right there. And she wasn't there. She's like, you did. She she said you man looked. You man looked. Where you like really? Apparently, it's and she's proven me right on this multiple times. Where it's like you really half-ass look for something, but you think you've actually looked for it thoroughly, mm. and it's right there. So, and yeah. If, so yeah. Yeah. For me, yep. it's like I'll go looking for something and it'll be like right in front of my face, but I'm looking so fast because I'm in a rush. And I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And then it's like right there, but you just keep passing over it. And yeah. That's what I found is like anything that, oh, that's a bug that just landed on me. Anything has gotten like gets out. Like the first place I check is like all my racks, like in, yeah, in that's what the I did. sides of tubs. Like that's the first place I look. Shine a light down all there because that's usually where they are. Yeah. Probably the worst one I had is I had I got a big pop wing carpet in and um I had her in a tub. It was I thought it was secure, but was not. She got out. And that one, <laughs> imagine my surprise. This is like a six and a half foot carpet. She was big. I opened that tub and then I did the whole thing, except it was on newspaper. So it was just like lifting newspaper over and over. Like, come on. I know you're it to just magically show yeah. Up. yeah. So she was there. It is. It's been sitting there yeah. the entire time. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Calvin Klein. No. Um, but, uh, it's, um, but so she was gone for like a couple days. I was like, okay, yeah, this is a big carpet. Like, can't be that hard you know and no dude she was gone i was like well this sucks so i was out this a couple days went by i was living with uh two guys at the time we were all out in the living room um watching tv all of a sudden i heard a crash in my bedroom i paused and we looked at each other i was like that's probably a snake so i get in and they probably thought someone was breaking in no, I, I know they knew <laughs> they knew what was up. They knew there was a snake loose. And um, so I went in there and another one of my tubs had been pushed open and a different snake was on my counter destroying all my stuff. And I looked at my buddy. I was like, dude, you were back here fucking with my snakes. And he's like, no, dude, I didn't touch anything. And I look over, I see a big old tail diving under my um my dresser. And I was like, she got back there. And pushed it open, trying to get on the she heat. Was, Ergo letting, letting out loose. another snake. Yeah, she's going for everybody. Breaking well, everybody like, out. Yeah, I was like, good grief, man. I've never had a snake let another snake out other than that that one time, man. That was ridiculous. But, oh, I get never-ending 
And Katie's right. I do tell on myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like anytime do. something gets loose, I'm like, I got to tell the group. <laughs> you do tell us immediately. And then I just get nothing but endless shit about it. And it's like, it's kind of deserved, yeah. I guess, at this point. But then when someone else gets stuff loose, you're like, like, ha! like Keller or Day or any of those guys, I'm like, how does it feel? I was like, you guys can't say anything anymore about. Yeah. And it's it's so strange because for the longest time, I had such a good run of never having any problems of anything getting out. And then we move and yep. it happens. I bought like five packs of those shims. I don't even need that many. But I was like, <laughs> I'd rather have them and not need them. Yeah. So. I've just got spare shims lying all over. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, hey, this looks a little jammed. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Well, they've actually come in handy as like little wands for like animals that start like trying to come out the tub thinking they're getting food. You just give them a the little. And they. Meep. I've started out. using like six quart tub lids. I use the lids as like a shield. So I'll just like put it shield. in front of the snake, grab the water dish, empty it. Then if they're trying to get out, I'm just like, Boop. works perfectly, man. I love, I love lids. I save all my lids and their shields. How's it going again? <laughs> no those door uh, sweeps for real man go to lowe's home depot they're like eight bucks as seen on tv it's just like seen a, on tv it's like a almost like a pillowcase kind of thing but it comes with these foam tubes you you it has a zipper you put the foam tubes in there and then you zip it back and mm -hmm. you slide it under your door it's got tubes on both sides and cut cut to size to, for no they're supposed to be made for like standard oh. So they they should fit on pretty much any door. I mean, barring any. If you if you have an unusually narrow door, you could cut. You it. could just yeah. as easily make something like that though, if you someone that's handy with. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The last room I had, I actually you had a THP branded ones. Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make it yellow. That'd be awesome. It's so well. It's they're awesome because if something does get loose you know there's like a 99.9% .9 chance that it's still in the room. Unless yeah. it's really tiny. Like, I don't have to, I don't worry or question that it somehow got out unless I had, it was out and I had a door open or something. But even then, I would have noticed it and the cat definitely would have noticed it. But I've the, gotten lucky with the last two. I had two small water snakes get out. I found them both, but they were, they were lucky that my, they, they made it past my cats, man, because they got, they got out of my room because all my snakes are at my parents right now because I'm in between housing at the moment. Um, and I had these water snakes get out one time. The first one, my mom actually woke me up at 3 a.m. Being like, she's like, Jacob, Jacob, there's a snake out here. And she thought it was like one that had gotten in from outside. You should have totally rolled with that and been like, oh, yeah, we need to seal these doors better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like tumble out there like three in the morning. She's like, it's right here under the shoe. I picked up the shoe. I picked up a snake. I was like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> it's like went back in, threw it back in the tub. I was like, yeah, I went back to sleep because it was like it should not have gotten out. I still don't know how it did, but it did. So that got changed over the next morning. That's something that will forever blow my mind about these animals is the fact that something without arms and legs is so damn good at getting out of a freaking sealed box. They just basically go flat, man. Like it's nuts. It's how ridiculous. They how little they can squeeze out of there. It's to the point now where I don't even I don't even 
like before when I had all the Arterna and stuff like that, I would start looking around with a flashlight very subtly so that Katie didn't notice. <laughs> and once she did, I'd be like, yeah, I'm looking for an Alterna guy out. And so now it gets to the point where someone gets out. I'm just like, this is loose. She's like, okay, let's, let's find it. When before it was like, are you kidding me? Why am I trying to wrangle this Jansen? I No, oh, yeah, I forgot. She oh wrangled the Jansen. <laughs> I want that more, thing got out. What? Two, three times. Twice. Mm. But it was, that was, that wasn't my fault. That was the, that was the box. Was it the box or was it you putting it in that box? No. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's just a little bit of this, a little bit of it's that. It's gone out of this box several times. What's one more? Well, that's why the, after the second, like the first time I was like, okay, it was a fluke. It's like, whatever. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's probably my fault. Second time I was like, all right, it's this damn box. All right, yeah. <laughs> and that's when I put him in a, in a, like a 32 court. I was like, you ain't getting out of this. I'm going to lock your ass down like Hannibal Lecter. Nah. <laughs> Didn't have any problems after that, but that's they they do that too because I had him in a sliding front cage and I I don't know if it was the male I think it was the male but he would do the same thing where he would get between the glass and that dam and I walked in one day and saw him like flat and I'm like I thought I thought he'd been stuck there and that he was dead so I was like I was like shit I was like for real and then I like walked up to it and I saw him kind of move. I saw him just kind of look at me, and I was like, you're fine. I was like, what are you doing, dude? And so I popped the glass out and let him go back in, and he did it a couple more times after that. And it was just like, okay, I'll let you go. Open the glass, put it back. And I haven't had any issues since, but it was like first seeing that, I was like, that snake's dead. Like, right. They should not be able to compress themselves that much. Like, that just doesn't – that defies the laws of physics. They, yeah, they can do weird things. Like Ridiculous. Would do that occasionally mm-hmm. to hide. I came in one time and it was out, and it saw me. And usually they bolt and try to hide. And this one went right up and it tucked down between the glass and the litter. Like, no, you can't see me. <laughs> like, yeah, you're hidden. You're <laughs> you got it, buddy. If I break every bone in my body, maybe he won't be able to catch me. I had a, uh, I had a baby bridal lie in an eight foot animal plastics mm-hmm. and the gap between those that's what this one was is a is a animal plastics like I, I went in and it was dark and i felt something tag my leg and I, was like, <laughs> and I turned the light on and it's it, it's just sitting there on the bucket on the little thing of shelves and i'm bleeding out my legs like how what the hell the- <laughs> yeah it's it out between the panes of glass i was like okay you're not going back in that cage jeez man and see, that's I know so many people like sliding glass, but like that is a big reason why I have always preferred the drop downs or like swing doors. Yeah, because there's that's not right. that gap of you know that glass, you know. And I'm not saying that you know sliding glass is bad. A lot of people prefer it, and that's fine. But that's just my has been my personal preference is like there's no when it's either a drop down or you know swing doors. There there's no gap for them to squeeze. I don't into, know how venomous know. guys do it because you think about especially when you're dealing with smaller species, you know, like the, the Bothriopsis and stuff that like to- Cody and Pia have, I mean, they keep them in, in swing open, but right. when those things have babies, like they're so small, it doesn't matter how like that gap they're getting, they're getting out of it. Right. Know? And it's many reasons that I will keep us, but I definitely wouldn't keep them in anything that had just the slight. Yeah. 
But see, that's also a thing with most hot keepers prefer sliding glass because it acts as like a shield. You know what I, I mean? Still, though, that's that, but that sure. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, for an adult, you know, even like even in the tub, if you've got like a live bear or something, mm-hmm. tub, yeah, you know, and that thing drops, like, good point. The gasket it better be a gasket box, like, like Phil with yeah. the pygmies. Yeah, can you imagine a baby pygmy? Son of a bitch will slip oh, yeah. out of that gap. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a very good point. I don't I mean I don't like sliders mostly because even if you have that substrate dam in the front, you know, you're you're bound to get stuff in that track. And yeah. if we, like hots in particular too, like when you have if you have to close that door quick and you got a bunch of crap in that track, yeah. That's bad news, man. It always, they also it also seems to eventually scratch the front of the glass from the sliding, like in glass well, that's rubbing that, together. And, that acrylic that you have right. from that cage that I have from you in there. Oh uh, like, yeah. It's so that, just that black one. It is what it is. That black yeah. one, yeah, that's an animal plastics. Like whatever. Yeah. I'm not whatever goes in there, I'm not it's it's not meant to be like right. a display. It's right. That pine's gonna go in there eventually. I probably ought to thought about moving her into that sooner rather than later because i feel like she's gonna i don't know she's in the v70 one you, of the v70s right now if you gonna... did you'd have to fill it up a lot pines can get or pitch in general can i've heard they can get really really restless in like open cages she's already pretty restless well they can get worse with like nose rub face and... is like right there on the glass like uh, the front of the tub like hope she'll put her nose in the, the ventilation oh, hole and my, she's just like you can see her tongue coming out. My albino my albino southerns do the same thing. They'll just have their noses right on the edge of the tub, right in that little gap. But no, nah, they're they're cool. Somehow the Jansen I never got out of that when I had a minute. Dude, you you need to let me use your use your female pine. Sure. Outcross some of this albino I, blood. I guess. <laughs> She's cool, man. Don't have to be a dick about it. I don't, I want some northerns, but I'm now at the point now where I I want to. I do want to get heavier into corns, but space is an issue, and I'd like some northern pines, but I don't see myself being able to accommodate those comfortably they're really not bad man they don't take up they're they don't that they're not that big come on come on you've seen my room it's small yeah yeah, that's a good point that camber rack's horrible too i'm kind of over that thing not gonna lie camber rack oh that big yeah kind it did choose up so much space i'm kind of over it yeah, no, that thing's a freaking monster. It's dude. cool and all, and you you'll see it in a little bit. But it's kind of a, kind of a nightmare. Yeah, it's the hollow core stuff. Always a quest for space. It's a you, well, what's yeah. frustrating is that thing. I don't know how wide it is, but it's literally like that short for me to be able to slide in one of those V seventy racks right next to it. It's literally like an inch. And if it were just an inch short, like inch less wide, V70 would fit in there like a freaking glove. Hmm. So there's like an entire, just like what, two and a half feet gap right there that I can't use. 
go to the section of the drywall that's connected to the closet. Take take this fancy little tool called a sawzall, and just oh yeah, that Dremel Max. Cut it, cut that? cut that sucker right out, boy. Have it slide right in. Yeah, Katie wouldn't even right notice. Yeah, she wouldn't. <laughs> You're fine. She's do or she's gone one day. She works on Mondays. What are you doing in there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about what I'm doing. <laughs> Man stuff. <laughs> it's like when we brought home all the, the stuff from the black box trip. Like we were Dude, kept she bringing looks, it in from the trailer. Like she's just you. watching it. And she's like, where are you going to put that? Where's this all going to go? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Somewhere. I got an idea. And now she's complaining about these two being rats, in here. Not. And that one I could care less about. If you want that one, take it home. I don't even care. It's a piece of crap, but it, it functions. I had zero escapees from it, for the record. And then this is the one that Sean built. That's a lie. And I like that one. Your subbot got out of one of those, didn't it? No, that's a different one. Oh. And that yeah, was different. Right. That wasn't my fault either. There was a little handle <laughs> thing. Oh, that wasn't your fault either? That no. Maybe this handle being up and like that's creating this massive gap in the rack. Yeah, that's fine. Definitely Shut not, up. Definitely not your fault, buddy. But this rack I like. I don't <laughs> want to get rid of, but I have to move it somewhere. So. You can move it into my house. What are you going to use it for? Yellows. How many you got? I like have two. Lots of stuff that can go in those things, buddy. I mean, you can use it if you want. I'm, I'm not going to need it anytime soon. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to set it up just to give it back. It's lame. You see what Fun I deal with? That? <laughs> Let me borrow it, man. Cool, you can. No, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to borrow it. I'm just going to take it. You're never getting it back. I mean, I will need it eventually. No, you won't. He just wants to know what eventually is. He doesn't want to take all the time. We're talking. To, no, exactly. we're we're talking about like, like as soon as he gets it all set up, it's right where he wants it. Then it's like, okay, I need it. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> I, yeah. I just got see, see, I don't see myself. Somebody understands. I don't see myself needing it for the indefinite future. Okay, well, I will take it indefinitely. There you go. I mean, just, <laughs> just don't mess up all the stickers on I'm the side. I put kidding, those there man. with care. I don't actually care. I don't need it. I have black box stuff. I got space. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I even offering it to you for? <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. Jesus. I'm just messing with you, man. What do you mean? I thought you were going to be so the solution to my problem of getting this out of my garage and not okay, having to get rid of it. Last week, when Katie was telling me to take it, you're like, no. Keep your voice down. She's going to hear no, it. She's going to pop her head in. Don't be, take it. I need it. No. Trouble. <laughs> She's going to pop her head in and be like, what are you talking about me for? Uh, we were talking shit. Maybe she just got out of, the, out of her way of stuff, man. It wouldn't be a problem. Shit. I thought it was out of the way of her little workout area, but apparently she had to work out in the driveway the other dude, morning because she couldn't do her bell lifts or dude, whatever. Look, I don't work out, look, obviously. Simple solution. Those two ladders right over there, that rack right there, that rack on top of it, boom, out of the way. Why do we even have two ladders? I don't know why you have two ladders. It's not my one? house. No, I don't want your stupid ladder. You guys want a ladder? No, I, I get I mean, you can yeah. have a smaller, that little small one. Dude, it'll fit right back there. Okay, this is part of the problem too. No, five, five <laughs> Backyard wrestling. Why not? <laughs> Prison rolls. <laughs> Break out the card table. We're going to smash it. Two for shooting. Then we have the small step ladder, the large step ladder, and then we have the extension ladder. Everybody needs a good extension ladder, man. Is that one of the ones that like you can 
clicks into different shapes. The, the ones that extend, yeah. No, yeah, the ones with that's... like the hinges where you can make it like a U or yeah, <laughs> all, all, all these shapes that you'll oh. never actually have to use in any practical application. But yeah. this is just a standard extension. Oh. Yeah. The ones that people fall off of. It's like yeah, it's like <laughs> eight feet tall or up to like, like sixteen. Yeah, maybe fifteen feet tall. Stairway to heaven. Oh man, when I was so when I was younger, my dad, my dad's a master electrician. He used to have his own business and everything. And um, I used to help flex, him. Right. Huh? It's a weird flex, but okay. it's not a, it's not a flex because it crashed and burned. You know, I like beat I, your dad in a fight. He's a master electrician. <laughs> no, no. But um, so when he had his business, I used to help him wire houses and stuff. Well, we were his one house. Your little ass in the attic. Oh yeah, I was, I was his rat man. I was in the <laughs> attic. I was under the houses. I was running wires. Like oh yeah, Kong tunnels. He's like, get down there and wire yeah. this. Yeah, no, it was exactly how that went. <laughs> It wasn't even wiring. It was grabbing a wire where he was like, he would like tap on the floor and I'd come up, find the hole and grab it, pull a bunch of wire down and run it across the house. And yeah, it was great. But there was one day we had to, dad had to take down a picture for some reason. And then I think he hung a ceiling fan or whatever. Either way, what? this picture. A picture on the ceiling? I don't remember how the whole thing. No, it wasn't on the ceiling. But <laughs> he said you had to take the picture down and put the fan off. It, the picture was in a way. I don't know how we got to the picture. Dad was doing something. It's not the point of the story. There's mirrors on the ceiling that people the use point... in the bedrooms. Probably. No, no. This is this was just a big old picture that was in the side on the side of this thing. Okay, but it was freshly painted walls, so he didn't want to put the ladder on top or on this paint on the wall so he comes out he's like hey jacob come here he goes all right so this is what we're gonna do me and nate are gonna hold each side of the ladder and you're gonna go up there very very carefully and not tell your mom about and it. hang this picture and don't say anything to anybody i was like okay and so that's exactly what we did dad and nate held this ladder up at about a straight up 90 degree angle and i with this big old picture this picture was bigger than i was luckily it didn't weigh much but i climbed all the way up this thing and hung the picture very carefully then we had to make sure it was straight so that was that was fun and then yeah that was, that was my story it's kind of pretty interesting that was only last weekend <laughs> yeah yeah no i was much lighter when we did that how's the tannin bar please tell everyone it's grumpy that it's it's not as nice of a snake as Phil told me it was, personality-wise. It, it's got a scrub personality, Justin. <laughs> well, Phil, no, Phil was making it sound like it was the freaking... He took a freaking selfie with it, dude. He was holding it right next to his face, like... He oh, put wow. it in the fridge or something beforehand. <laughs> it, you just have to treat it with respect. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you reach in and hesitate for even half a second, the snake realizes that you hesitated, and it's game on. Yeah. Capitalizes on it. reach right in and grab him with, like, you know, it's like, I'm coming to get you, and there's nothing you can do about it, then he realizes that, okay, he can't, you know, he can't. <laughs> My powers have been defeated. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you turned me off by picking me up. Maybe that's Jeez. what you need to do with Echo, dude. That, yeah, no. No, that's... And he, I mean, he will still, you know... <laughs> He'll still piss on you. Oh, yeah. He did that every time I touched him. I just had to look at him wrong, and he just 
dude, they've got the craziest reach of any friggin' snakes I've dealt with. I learned that very quickly when I had him too. If you think you're far enough away, you're not. (laughs) That's that's crazy. That was a time. Um, I tried to get, no, I tried to get him out because I needed to clean the tank and I asked him for help because he just moves around so much. Yeah. You hesitate. <laughs> that's 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 the He's surprisingly fast. I like into that tank, and what he instead decides he's going to do is he whips his head around and runs away from. Oh yeah. And that makes him very mm. sad. <laughs> I don't have very far reach, mm. and he moves so fast. Yeah. I just can't grab him. So I right. Help. Right. I was cleaning the tank, and he's holding him pretty far away and he he tried to lunge at me mm-hmm. and it wasn't he wasn't able to reach me. right <laughs> yeah. oh they absolutely the, yeah it's like when they swing though they're they give it their all it's not oh, like yeah. amazon's where they're like eh. yeah no whatever like, when scrubs I, they're like if i'm gonna yeah. try it i'm going to heat seeking missile man there's one time i had i was dealing with my scrub i really try not to take him out whenever possible he's been terrible sheds lately so i've had to get him out a lot and soak him because i don't know what the deal is he's, quality time he is not shedding well at all um so i'm trying to get that under control there's one time i had him out or i didn't have him out i had him in his enclosure and i was just changing his water so normally how that would go is he sits on his perch and i use the lid of his tub as a shield and i take out one side of the one of the perches and then i lower my shield a little bit and i sneak the water dish out from under the shield and uh, that usually works out just fine. He usually gets smart and he tries to come around the side or over the top of it, you know. And but I was I took a wide like step going around the around his tub to get, you know, fill up his water dish. I took that one step around and that dude came flying out and grabbed me right on the fat of my leg right there. I was like, ah, ah, this <laughs> dude, oh, it was so bad. It hurt that whole thing. I had a bruise. That just kept getting bigger and bigger, just all over the place, man. It was, it, oh, it was so bad. I, I, I hurt. They got big they teeth. They are definitely one of those species. Like you will hear, you know, a snake can strike two thirds of its body length, and you'll hear that, and you're like, I've never seen a snake do that. Yeah. Ever. ever. The scrub's like, let me show you three quarters. Yeah. A, a scrub will be like, you know, yeah, 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 bet. <laughs> like, watch. Let me show you ninety-seven <laughs> percent. They, they will go. Yeah. They're, they're like a bungee. Yeah. If they're coming, they're coming, man. It is no they were, joke. They were, it was the, when I had a tannin bar, like I was, I'm surprised at how quick they are, like movement wise. Very fast. Like I was, for whatever reason, I was like not really expecting them to be like a legitimately like fast moving snake. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. They're very quick. Yeah. And, you know, when they get warmed up, they're super quick. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't heat that boy very much. Oh, man. Like, he's got he's got a little corner of his tub where he's... And if he's been sitting over there, when they're, you know it. Because as soon as you open that cage... Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. When they're hot, they're hot. Like, hey, they go, man. They are... Meanwhile, Phil's like, man, it's like the chillest scrub ever, man. It sits in this water bowl, and I can like stare at it, and I can hold it. <laughs> I mean, you can hold them. <laughs> you, you know, you gotta. Like I said, you can't hesitate because as soon as you do, he it's like, he's on to the it's like prison. Hesitated, and then it's you know it's game on. Mm. Or like the time 
I was taking him back upstairs and I wasn't paying attention to his tail. He wrapped the banister. And once he's decided that he's in they're like Velcro. Oh the, yeah, not like yeah. cheap, <laughs> like military grade Velcro. <laughs> like, and you know, you, you try to get you try to get that tail unwound. You can forget about you, it. And they don't want that. They want to be where they are. They want to be anchored on, and mm. it's it's game on. Yeah, it would take me fifteen minutes down. just to get him back into the cage after I'd clean him because I'd put him in one of those Cambro tubs that was empty at the time, and. Once I opened it and he would come out, he would hold on to that edge. Yeah. And good luck. I was like, what the hell? Like, how are you so strong? Most carpets, man, if you can get one, get like most of their body in one hand, you just kind of tickle their back end and they'll, yeah, they'll this didn't come off. Scrubs are like, uh oh. Like, yeah. that's, 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 don't touch. Don't touch. It would touch. take me 15 minutes to get him back in the cage because I'd like, I'd get him loose, but then he'd like spaz out and take some swings. So I let him go. Yeah. And then he'd wrap again, so I'd have to. It was just. How'd you get that thing in a bag to send the Travis? That's what I want to know. Oh man, that was. <laughs> you were, were you like me with that super caramel jag <laughs> and that thing in a bag? You can. You can... <laughs> I forgot that I had to put it in a bag. That was fun. <laughs> that was Katie. Katie had helped me, I think, because I was trying to do it by myself. Yeah, uh, uh, and I remember just getting so frustrated because I couldn't get it to stay in the damn bag. Every time oh I put it in, it come popping right back out. And so finally, I got Kate. I think I ended up, I did. I ended up tubing him. Oh, I just really? Grabbed him, like grabbed him behind the head. And of course, as soon as I did that, he wrapped my arm. Mm. And so I had the bag in one. <laughs> I had him in one hand, bag in the other, and I had no way of getting him off me. Right. And so I had to have Katie come and like hold the bag while I unwrapped him. And then, right. As I'm putting him in the bag, he's coming back to wrapping me. And so it was. That's how I was getting that super caramel jag that I had for a while. Take the bag and you turn it inside out. Grab the head by the head and then inside out. Yep. That's exactly how that goes. This is a snake tattoo. If you stuck him in that niche, I it. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah. Yeah. I have. So those. There's these tubes that Lowe's sells for like UV lights to protect them, I guess, during transport or something like four bucks. I get one of those and cut it in half and that works really well for tubing. Like if I ever had to do like if the Cyania had stuck shut on their tail or something, I'd tube them and get it off with that because it's the perfect size. Um, and so that's what I used for him. And it was just because I tried to do it without it. And after like 10 or 15 minutes of that, and I was like, OK, dude, I'm just going to tube you because this is I'm not playing this game. Like, I'll get in the damn bag and get out of my house. And it ended up working. It just, it was a two-person job. Everything about that snake is, like, just a handful. <coughs> like, that's that's all. He's just... Yeah. Thanks, Phil. I'm sorry. No, I was saying thanks, Phil, for the oh. snake. Cause I thought you were saying... He's like, yeah, thought. he's like, here, man, it's a wedding present. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Great snake. He's awesome. He's very pretty. Well, I'm very jealous of that. I love tandem bars. You know, I I hate that the thing with Dave Means fell out the way it did with Amber. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was kind of relieved because... I can't imagine that in a, like a 10-foot... Yeah, like a, a 10, 12-foot... Pissed snake. off snake. Yeah. You know, it, I just... I, I had serious reservations. Mm -hmm. 
And I think a tandem bar is the perfect compromise because it's all scrub, all scrub attitude, all scrub personality, but it's not 10, 12. Right. They're pocket scrubs. Yeah. That's what I call them. It's a lot, it's a lot better fit. Yeah. Well, it's odd too, because I remember reading about them after Phil had given it to me and the article I was reading was like, tandem bars are some of the most mellow scrubs in the scrub world. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I started talking to other people and they're like, they're horrible. They're like the worst scrubs when it comes to personality and temperament. I was like, then what, what was this dude on when he wrote this article saying they were like the chillest? I don't, I was like, okay, cool. It's a scrub that doesn't want to murder me. It's awesome. And I do like scrubs. Like scrubs are awesome pythons. It's, that's always been like his thing. I'm like, he can, he can deal with that. Like I'll come over and play with it when I want to play with it or something, but he he can he can have that. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not gonna lie though. They're even, awesome snakes. Even me, I'm like the scrubs. After dealing with Echo as much as I have now, like the bigger he gets and the more attitude he gets, because that's the thing. Echo has not gotten better with age. He's gotten more yeah. confident in himself and his abilities with size. And he was already, and, age, and it's like I said, that's the thing. They're they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. Very very. That's, that's the thing with scrubs is you can't. Once they realize they've got the upper hand, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, and that was something I hadn't seen in other snakes was like them being so clued in to like present you mentally. Can, you can like, just see it, man. You see it in their eyes when they look at you. Everything's turning. They're like, "I got you. I know what you're going to do before you even freaking do it, man." It's not like I mean the Jance and I are are similar, but Jance and I like once they're all puffed up and and irritated, you know, you can kind of like wave your hand to distract them, and they don't see your face to try and go for that. But like the scrubs, it's like do this all you want. Yeah, they know. It's going yeah. here, yeah. Yeah, I see like that's cute. And I'm going to sit there and pretend that I'm paying attention yeah. to your hand, but as soon as your face gets close enough to me, yep. what's going to happen is I'm going to do this bullshit <laughs> The curveball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're awesome snakes, and if I had infinite space, and this is the case with everything, you know, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a scrub or two, but you know, guys like like David and uh, Chris and and even Lawrence. You know, over over in the across the pond. Mm. You know, to devote as much space and, and time and effort into those things. It's like just that tannin bar, man. I was like, this is exhausting. <laughs> like every yeah. time I have to clean this cage, it's like I've got to mentally prepare myself like an hour beforehand. It's yeah. like this is just this is gonna Chaos. be. It's gonna be a thing. It's not gonna be like the cyan where it's like. Put them in a tub real quick, close it up, clean them, put them back in, cool, move on to the next. Like this nope. is like clear half an hour of your schedule because yeah. getting it out is going to be, you know, 10 minutes. Cleaning is going to be 10 minutes. Putting it back in is going to be clean. You know, Man, 10 minutes, so. I remember when I was when I was getting my <laughs> scrub from David, I was talking to David, you know, quite a bit before because I know he's not really keeping at the moment. I don't believe um, or doing much with it. Yeah. Um, so, but I was talking to him for a while and he told me about, um, about one that he got bit by. So it actually had gotten out and he went to hit a light switch in his room and it was actually a very calm snake, but the heat signature and stuff, he hit his hand and like a food response bite. He sent me a picture of his hand. It looked like he had been bit by a rattlesnake. His hand had legit was, there was a mound on top of his hand like that big. And it was just incredible. And after seeing something like that, you really think about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's basically like the sledgehammer. Yeah. 
on top of just ridiculously yeah, long very teeth. sharp long teeth <laughs> yeah oh man you know i've got an aru and she's a big girl mm-hmm. you know she's she's every inch of five feet easy mm-hmm. big for a congro um and i've taken a hit from her on rare occasion when i'm Oof. stupid enough to go in after Oof. <laughs> the, the witching hour yeah and i mean yeah walk away with a bruise from a snake like mm-hmm. that and like yeah i know a scrub hit would be even harder yeah. than that. i mean i got hit by one of the two-year-old males uh, like a year or so ago and that sucked i mean it wasn't it's was on my hand but he was under the hanging out under the uh the pad and i lifted it up and he just locked like saw my hand coming before i even lifted it and just nailed it didn't even see him and he just and that hurt. Well, wasn't you know, horrible. In the original spirit response. Mm-hmm. And just the force that I know that he hits with when he's taken. Yeah. I know that would have hurt. Oh, yeah, man. I had one of my adult male poplins. I He had a, in my, one of my Python portal setups from David, got the sliding glass on it, and I was sliding that thing out. And I should have. It's funny because I even thought about it before he hit me. I was getting ready to slide it open. He was on top of his perch because I have um, shelves in there for them to you know lay on top of. And he was sitting there right in front of him. I'm like, eh, it'll be fine. Open that sucker up. He came flying out and just nailed me on my hand. And it was, like you said, it was just the force behind it. He's not a massive snake, but good grief. He hit me with so much power. It's... It's crazy, you know. That's always my biggest paranoia with with arboreal stuff with like really exaggerated teeth, especially in the hand, is like all the nerves and like small bones and ligaments and stuff like that. I'm like, that's just just hit me in the fatty part of my arm or something. Like, I don't know, man. I took that that bite from Echo on the fatty part of my leg, and that was not pleasant. I'd almost rather in like the thumb areas, Mm. but I don't know. I'm surprised he hasn't hit me yet. Like, well, you know, it's bound to happen Yeah, I was like telling Travis, this thing's a handful. He's he's an ass, you know, whatever. And he sends me pictures, and she's just holding it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's just strange because, um, particularly when he's eating, I can I can give something to him, and what he'll do is he'll grab it, mm-hmm. pull it back, mm-hmm. he'll drop it, and then he knows because usually I, what I feed. He gives me a couple of quail, quail, and I'll give those to him. He knows I'm going to give him more. He drops the one that I give him first, (laughs) and he comes back. So what I will instead do is I can drop it down, and I drop it all down, and he usually waits for me to leave the room. He He did that for me a couple times, too, Mm -hmm. where I'd just drop it, and I was like, okay, you can come out and eat it. Like He'd see his snout coming out of the hide, but that was it. And like as soon as I left the room evaporated yeah and it come back in gone and i'm like okay but then he would do the same thing too where i'd, I'd have something on tongs and he'd grab it and then i noticed he wouldn't necessarily drop it but he he wasn't holding on to it yeah and he'd just kind of sit there as if it's like waiting for something else it's like my carpets will do that <laughs> my carpets will do that a lot especially if like they go a little longer without eating or something if i give them more of a break 
they're so eager to eat they'll grab whatever i'm tong feeding them and then like they'll have it and constrict it and then like they'll see me feeding other stuff so they'll stop eating and be like you gonna give me something else you know this is all i'm like stop it eat your eat your food it's right there and then i reach in to try and grab from they're like no don't take it you know (laughs) but they won't eat it I gave one of the Terrible. I gave the rhinos some live fuzzies the other last weekend, and one of the one of the males, <coughs> I put him in a just a cup and put him in there. Like I got some, we had some live ones that I took. So <coughs> you can let me get some of those, man. I put him in a cup, and of course he was sitting on his perch, and so we saw him immediately and went down. And he grabbed both of them somehow with his mouth. Jeez. One of them was like one of the fuzzies was like stuck on a tooth or something. And was like hanging by it, and like, oh, and so then I like I tried to get it loose so I could at least put it back in the cup, and he ended up just wrapping that uh, like that one while he ate the other one. Oh jeez! While hanging from the perch, yeah. <laughs> That's how I will feed them. Is I will get like a fuzzy and I'll tap them, mm-hmm. and they'll wrap that up, and then they'll start looking around for more. And it's like, okay, here's your second. Yeah. <laughs> they'll eat the second one while the first one is just yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that was crazy. How many mm-hmm. fuzzies do you need? Oh, well, I mean, I always need. I just ordered some. Oh, you're I good. Think, I think, yeah, I am good now. Thanks. <laughs> just ordered. Spent. Freaking dude, rodents are getting so expensive. I, I can't. I cannot. A lot wait. of people are going to quail and stuff too, because chicks yeah. and quail are so much cheaper than mice right now. Dude, I cannot wait till our colony is more established and we can yeah, take stuff nice. from them regularly. Because, gee whiz, man, I can't wait to only have to order rats and you know chicks and stuff. Because that killed me, man. I got like a hundred pinkies, a hundred fuzzies. I got a hundred hairless mice for some nerodia I'm getting this month. And like 40 medium rats and like 50 jumbo mice. I spent like 400 bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Dan Colgan just had to do the same thing. His freezer. Oh, that poor dude, man. That's. And I was like, this is the worst time for that to happen because. Oh, man. Painfully expensive. Yeah. It felt bad for him. And he lost a lot of stuff. He lost everything. And it it wasn't like he was due for a re up. It was like he he was stocked. That sucked. I do not. I would not wish that on anybody. Oh God! You find out. (laughs) The freezer in the garage went out, and we came back. It's not a smell that goes away easily. Like it was just basically, it was just. Your neighbors probably thought you killed somebody, and you had a body in your garage. As soon as, as as, like, the garage opened, and I stepped out of the car. The first thing I did was I called our landlord and I was like, so we just got back in town and our freezer went out and all of the steak and chicken that we had in there. (laughs) 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 It's steak and chicken, I swear. Well, nobody said anything, but thanks for letting me know if I hear anything. And then like two days later, he's like, yeah, somebody called and said that they they were worried that something happened at your apartment because they smelled something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. god. That was that was not, you know, 100%. I used it to mask the dead hooker in the club. <laughs> you know, one thing I this, this is kind of unrelated. It's not snake related at all, but while I was in dead college. Hookers? Yes. 
Uh, no, but while I was in college, so I used to do a lot of hunting and stuff, you know, when I was in college and high school and stuff. Nerd. And yeah, I was a huge nerd for, yeah. Um, but I had actually, I had shot a wood duck and I was saving it to get a mount and I had it in my freezer at college. Well, we went home for the summer, duck stayed in the freezer, freezer went out. Yeah, that sucker sat a long time. Luckily, my roommate got there before I did, and he took care of it. <laughs> so I was like, thanks, man. He's like, dude, he was so pissed. Damn it. Was but there was like blood all up in the freezer. The duck was nasty. I could still smell it when I got there. It had been like out for weeks. It was it was rough. I don't know how those people that have to clean up after crime scenes and stuff do it, man. I feel like there's not enough masks and people. On I think you just to... have to get numb to that type of stuff, man. That's gas masks that filter everything. Yeah. That's uh yeah, there's some stuff like you know that smell, like that you walk into your snake room after when you fed like two, three days ago. You walk in, you're like, oh, somebody dropped their food. That's yeah. mm-hmm. And you just go looking. You just go looking. That's the most frustrating one. It's like you saw him grab it. You saw him wrap it. You're like, cool, you're going to eat it. And then you come back and there's like a half desiccated mouth. It's like, you had it. Like what? You were eating it. It was actively in your mouth. What happened? Yeah. It's even worse when like, you know, you have an animal that's been going downhill and you've been trying to like get it better. Then you walk in one day. You're like, I haven't fed in a week. Something, something died. That ain't a mouse. Nope. That's... That's always the worst. But it's a very, very specific smell. There's snake poop smell, and then there's dead smell. <laughs> dead smell is not. <sighs> well, we're at an hour 45. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. So, I mean, I know we just had you on Cornstars, but if people want to follow you, we're... So you can email me at splendii, A-S-P-L-U-N-D-I-I, at Gmail. I'm Travis Wyman on Facebook. I am not the motocross racer, so <laughs> make sure you're not sending him messages because I'm very sure that he probably will not like you. He's probably confused. <laughs> and he probably also won't be able to answer any of your genetics questions. So Wait, there's actually a Travis Wyman that's a motocross? Travis Wyman that's a motocross racer. Nice. Spelled the same and everything? Spelled the same and everything. Yeah. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram at snakes underscore n underscore bakes. And there's a lot of follow on accounts like that popping up of late, I have found. So just, you know, look for me, look for my stuff. I'm always posting baking for the coworkers on Sundays. Yeah. Jealous. Yep. I love to see I love seeing all the stuff you bake, man. It's, it's actually it's cool. I like seeing it. A lot of unique stuff. It makes me jealous that I'm not your coworker. Like man, everyone who sees that Chad. stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to work with you and have my birthday just once. Uh, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Whether you need a rack. See, now Travis understands what we're yeah. talking about. Every time we're doing that. Like, like, uh, uh. yep. yeah, dude, look, my finger disappears in the white light. Like, I know. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it, buddy. 
Now I'm just trying that, to figure out a way to kill that a little bit. Where I just spend more time in the sun and that might help too. Yeah, probably look like would. the rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so I... you need a rack. You need a cage. Black box. Blackboxcages.com. Best of the best. And Steve Snakeshore and his venom hot sauce. Please check him out. Uh, we will be back for Snakes and Stogies on Monday. THP next Thursday. And this is why THP didn't happen on Thursday. Yes, because we were waiting for this. Dr. Wyman. We figured it would be worth the extra couple days. Because we know how much everyone's just sitting around waiting for new THP to drop. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody's, everybody's wondering where it is. Single file. People get pissy when they're when podcasts <laughs> yeah. out of a scheduled time. I, I found, you know. Yeah, yeah. Things happen. Where's like, the show? Where is it? I do, I mean, I do have people do that when Snakes and Stogies isn't happening. They're like, they'll message me when it's supposed to start, and they're like, "Is there no show tonight?" And I'm like, "No." I'm like, damn it. So, I don't know. I, I, I hope. The two-day delay was worth it for everybody. Oh yeah, no, it was for I me. So. I yeah. liked it. I like doing this live, the live deals. It's fun. I mean, it's not live, live. Well, I meant not. I, mean, I didn't mean live person. like that. I meant I know, in okay, person. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wrong, wrong verbiage. Live but... action. Live action. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Everybody have a good evening. <laughs> good night, y'all.